podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. over the coming weeks ahead at the in-between, which is why we're going to have a look at Genesis chapter 6 and 7, just a few verses from those two this morning. But February, whether you've noticed, has arrived. Hallelujah. January has gone. Looking forward to not seeing that for as long as physically possible. All right. January has gone, February has arrived. You'll have noticed, hopefully, if you are alert to the things around about you, that the snowdrops are up. Incredible. Where have they been? Anyway, they have arrived, snowdrops are happening. There are a few early bulbs starting to creep through and I'm excited at the prospect that things are starting to happen. Have you noticed the bird song has increased? No, well you should have. You should have. The bird song has indeed increased because spring is coming. The in-between of the bloom and the silence. Well, it's about to come full circle. It is about to come full circle. Honestly, I don't know whose these are. (laughs) They're somebody's. But one can only assume that in the quiet, in the in-between, that something has to be, must be, certainly is happening. But we just can't see it. Amen? (laughs) You know, something has got to be happening in this in-between moment, but Lord, for whatever reason, I just can't see it. If we take my favourite flower, for example, I know it's early, but nevertheless, you're having the daffodil, all right? My favourite flower, it just shines, doesn't it? I love a daffodil. But then, of course, what happens with everything is it it, uh, starts to go a little bit crusty. And uh, before you know it, the shine that it once had, the luster that it once had, has uh, disappeared. And it turns this really dark yellow, and then eventually it starts crackling, and all, all of a sudden starts to disappear. Now, there is still something happening. What that daffodil has done in its beauty has soaked up all the sun's energy that it can possibly do. The greenery that it possesses has soaked up all the nutrients around it. And they do say, don't deadhead or cut off a daffodil until it has gone brown and crispy. You know why? Because all of the goodness has gone back down into the bulb. That thing underground that nobody can see, that if you do dig one up accidentally, or a rabbit does, that happens, or your dog does, that also happens, they don't look very pretty, do they? But all the nutrients that's gone from that beautiful flower has soaked back down into the bulb, underground. The bulb soaks it up, all the sun's energy that it can, all the nutrients from around about it, so that when the time is absolutely right, It's able to burst forth into beauty and go, I'm here. That's what I think the monologue is that happens inside. 
could just be me. Anyway, but that's what happens. Make no mistake about it, big things are always happening in the in-between. And I want us as a church, and you think, Matt, why do we need to explore the in-between? Well, I believe that we do as children of God, as Christians, we go through quite a lot of in-between. We have moments up here on the zenith. Yes, I know. <laughs> on the mountaintops. And we also have moments in the kloof, the valley. I know, you're welcome. Listen, every day is an education. If you do play Wordle, there's a potential that... Anyway, I have no idea about Wordle, to be fair. I just keep hearing my brother going on and on about it. But you see, there are moments of in-between quite regularly for us as Christians where we believe that God is doing something and we're waiting. What do we do in those moments? When God says, right, this is what's going to happen. We're like, yes. When is it going to happen? And we've had a look at the step by step and drilling into the process that God's got it all in control. But I want us to explore this in between times when we know that God is working, but we're fidgety. Anybody else fidgety? I'm a nightmare. My wife will tell you I cannot sit still. It's impossible. I don't know why. I've seen people sit for, wow, what seems like a lifetime, 30 seconds. And I'm like, how is that possible? I know, that's why I get up to speak. <laughs> Can't sit. Anyway, what we don't want to do in those moments, church, of the in-between is to stagnate. What we don't want to do in those moments, church, is to think, well, nothing's happening, so I don't need to do anything. Maybe we're certain that big things are coming. Perhaps we worry in those moments of in-between about what God's going to do. My expectation, my anticipation that God's going to do something puts me in a moment of, of worry and fear and anxiety like, but what if? Is he going to use me? He wants me to do what? So I spend the in-between worrying. I spend the in-between confused. I spend the in-between doubting that God's got it all in control. I mean, that's the reality. We can spend the in-between in so many places. But I want us to start in this moment where we see that there is something that should be done in the in-between. And Noah is a fantastic example of the in-between. We get to see in Genesis, Noah experienced something that God says this is going to happen. And there is a big chunk of in-between. And it's a good job Noah was switched on. Because otherwise, it would have been a slight bit awkward. You know, we're not on our own as a church or as individuals when we experience the in-between. The Bible's full of those that experience in-between moments. David, King David, recorded for us in Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14, I will remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, 
Be strong, take heart and wait for the Lord. He's like, I know that you can do this, God. I know you've got it in control. I know that you've got everything. Lord, help me to wait. Strengthen me, Lord. Help me to wait on you. Help me to be strong. Help me to take heart. Help me to be courageous as we go into these next moments. And I know as well from experience, church, don't think I'm just preaching this and haven't experienced it. I know from experience those things are easier said than done. It's easy to say that's what's going to happen and I'm just going to take heart and I'm going to be strong. Give it six months and see how enthused you are about it. Give it two years and see how you're like, yes, no, it's going to happen. God's timing. And you're like, Lord... And the enthusiasm dwindles. And we get into a state where we're stagnating and we become just sort of, we, we just are happening. I'm here, but you know, under the surface, there's not a great deal going off. I'm just here. And for goodness sake, don't ask me how I am. Because you will have it. Whether you like it or not. Noah in Genesis chapter 6 and 7 gets this instruction from God. Let's have a read at what it says, starting at verse 9 of chapter 6. This is the account of Noah and his family. It said, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become. For all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them. And I'm surely going to destroy both of them and the earth. Verse 14, so make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it. Coat it with pitch inside and out. Now I like to think that I can be quite switched on at times. There are moments when my right eye sleep. <laughs> but I like to think I can be quite switched on. And you're like... You know, you, you're reading the word, you're attentive to what God's saying, you're praying, and, and, and then God says to you, I want you to build a boat. And you're like, well, we're in the middle of uh, a lot of dry land, God. <laughs> Misinterpreted that one. Go again. A boat, you say. Rain, you say. It's never rained. Noah's like, hang on a minute. Now, just work with me here. Because he's the same as you and me, yeah? Yeah? Just because he's recorded in the Bible does not mean he's any different to you and me. So when God says, I'm going to destroy all people and the earth, I want you to build an ark. And he goes on to say, this is how you're going to build it. And, and Noah's like, that's quite big. Shem, Ham, Japheth's useless with a hammer. 
Just, just get the reality of the picture. This is what I want you to do. It's going to be this big. It's going to be this long, this wide. It's going to be this high. And you're going to get all these animals and you're going to put them on that boat. And I'm going to save you and your family. Okay. Now, there's a moment, isn't there, between God saying this is going to happen. And also then, as we read further on, in chapter 7, verse 11, in the 6th, hundred year of Noah's life on the 17th day of the second month on that day all the springs of the great deep burst forth and the floodgates of the heavens were open and rain I tell you rain not that we experienced much of that and rain fell on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights there is a whole lot of in between Good job Moses wasn't a procrastinator. No. Sorry. <laughs> well done. It's a good job though, isn't it? That Noah wasn't sat there thinking, what if I've misheard? What if I've got it wrong? I can get it wrong. <laughs> what if I have not understood correctly? I've never even seen rain. It's not even a thing. God's going to judge the whole earth and me and my family are going to be saved. Now, put yourself in the picture. I mean, how does that process even begin in the human mind? How does that even begin? Listen, if he spent the next six months thinking about it, he'd be in for a bit of a shock. Listen, I saw the plans. They look good. I've got this raft. How many elephants, you say? This is awkward. You see, God has a plan for all of us. God has set that in motion. And there are times of in-between where we can think, God, look, I see that you've got a plan. I know that things are happening, but I seem to be in this moment. Now listen, there is something for us to do. It's not a case of just sitting and thinking, well, you know... It'll just spiral downhill until eventually God says, okay, here we go. No, there is something that we need to do as a church in those in-between moments. These are the times, church, that we have to dig in. These are the times that we have to look into the word intently. These are the times where we pray harder and for longer than we've ever done before. These are the times where God builds our faith and our strength. These are the times... These are the moments that separate us. When God says, this is what I want you to do. And he tests the faith. And he stretches our faith. And our trust comes when we say, God, I don't know when your timing is. And we've covered that so many times. But I'm going to trust that you're in control. So in this moment of in-between, in this moment of quiet, don't stop talking to those that are like-minded. Do not stop telling them that, look, this is what I believe God said. This is what I believe we're going to do. Because if we don't speak it into being, we're saying, God, we want you to use us. If we get to a point in our lives where we're like, well, you know, God could use me, but it's been two years and now I've switched off. Don't make no mistake about it. The plan will still happen with or without you. There's a song there. But make no mistake about it, church. We want God to use us. Amen? 
We want God to grow his kingdom using us. Amen. We want to be those Christians, those disciples of God, those adherents to the word that say, God, we want to do your work. We want to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. We want to share the good news about Jesus Christ. Whether that's with a smile on my face and joy in my heart. Or whether that's stood at the front preaching. Whatever it is, however we go about that. Making a cup of tea for somebody. Whatever it is. That we do that with the joy of the Lord as our strength. And we say, God, you can do. And in this moment of in-between, Lord, help me to stay strong. Help me to stay in your word. Help me to stay focused in my prayer. Help me to keep sharing with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Help me, Lord, to do what you want me to do. To stand firm and to not look to the left or the right and think God's definitely forgotten about me. He's gone on holiday. He's decided that whatever it was is not important. He's decided that things are about to change He's decided that he's not going to use me anymore. No, that's the enemy talking. That's not God. God is not in the habit of changing his mind. I don't know whether you've noticed that throughout scripture. Or maybe you haven't. (laughs) He's not in the habit of changing his mind. So when he says these things are going to happen, we have to trust in him. Noah built the boat. I almost said it again then. Moses. (laughs) Noah built the boat because that's what God said to do. And and we get the testimony from Noah in verse 22 of chapter 6. And we get it again a little bit later. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. What a testimony. I want that to be my testimony. Matt did everything that God commanded him. I already feel like I might have missed the boat. No pun intended. Isn't that what we want now? Noah did everything that God commanded him. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I covered it last week in the breaking of bread. But what a verse. Those who wait on the Lord, those who put their hope in the Lord will renew their strength. God, I need you. In this in-between, I need you. Let's not switch off. Let's not think that you've done something wrong. Let's not think that God's forgotten about it. Let's not think that anything's changed. Let's be focused that God is about to do something and it's a place in the in-between where we realise where our hope is placed, where we are readied for all that God has got planned, for our next steps, to soar on wings like eagles. The in-between is a place where the nutrients and energy from the sun with an O, are soaked up to make us ready to burst into bloom the moment that God says, now is the time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you this morning for your word. Father, we thank you for its encouragement and for its blessing. And Lord, I pray that you would help us as your church in the moments of in-between. Father, we may not be in that moment right now, 
Lord, for those of us that are perhaps in those moments of in-between, I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to focus on you. Father, to, to look into your word intently. Father, to seek your face in prayer. Father, to bring our all to you, our questions, our concerns. Father, help us to stand firm on your word. Father, to keep sharing with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, I just pray that you would just encourage us and strengthen us in these moments we ask. Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing for us. Be with us now as we continue our worship, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.